Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of what has been an interesting series of transfer discussion shows. Uh, I did one of these in January with Umar that you very much enjoyed uh, of breaking down kind of all the different links that were going on at the time. And at the start of the international break, uh, we're going to be doing plenty of content surrounding looking ahead, of course, to the summer transfer window. And so this afternoon, we're going to sit and listen to Bailey try and justify why Jose Mauar and Arthur Sanchez should be Arsenal's next strikers for the next season. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I'm joined by Bailey. How are you doing, mate? You good? Yeah, I'm good, TC. When you said Aaron Sanchez, I was like, where are you going with this? But interesting. <laughs> interesting I'm sure you'd that. find a way of somehow trying to justify them being <laughs> our strikers for next season. Um, but no, we're not going to be talking about midfielders. We're going to be talking about strikers. Um, and now, myself and Bailey have come up with a list of three uh, that we have don't know what the other person has picked. So there could be some crossover. If there is, of course, we'll, we'll tackle that when it comes. But of course, while you're joining us throughout in the chat box, please, please do throw in your own suggestions and your own reactions to our choices as well. And if you think we've missed any, do let us know. Be brutal as you like uh, in regards to telling us how wrong we might be. Bailey, we're going to kick off with your first pick. So uh, go for who you've gone with for number one. Okay, my first pick is, this is my... Dream striker. I don't know if you'll class it as realistic, but we have been linked with him this season, and that is Victor Osimhen from Napoli. Now, he is literally the perfect, complete forward for Arsenal. He's been doing excellent for Napoli. Arsene Wenger has tried to sign him in the past. A deal was never, never managed to materialise. He's also played for Lille. We know that Arsenal have a lot of links with Lille. But for me, it's his all-round abilities. He's fast, he's tall, he has aerial dominance. We, we like that of Lacazette this season, as you've seen. But he's got different style to his play. He's also got a good build-up play. And most importantly, he knows where the goal is. He can finish. And I think he would be a perfect striker for Arsenal. He's also at an age where he can grow with the team as well. He's not too old and he's not too young where he's got the experience. And Osim Hen would be, for me, the number one striker. Now, what I'm going to do every time that Bailey names a striker is I'm going to go on to their injury record. <laughs> kind of where they sit in regards to uh, how many injuries they've had. Although transfer markets decided not to work for me at the moment. There we go. Let's have a quick check. How many times? Have a guess. Have a guess, Bailey. How many times has he been injured, let's say, in 21-22? How many games has he missed? Well, I know he had the cheekbone injury. I don't really class that. I think that's an unfair injury to class it. I don't think that's, that's a very rare injury. So that would be unfair. I know he's played 20 games in Serie A this season so it can't be a long-term injury I'll say is it a month or two I'll say a month or two he's so missed 20... 14 games this season he had a calf games. strain he's had that cheekbone fracture and he did test mm -hmm. positive which meant he missed two games which I don't think you can really count to be fair uh, the prior season before that guess how many games he missed how many games did he miss 23 games because he had a shoulder injury in which he missed 14 matches for. Uh, he then tested positive again and missed uh, six games and then had a head injury. He has a lot of head injuries. What's he doing? He gets himself in. He gets stuck in the play. That's this is clearly that's what Bailey likes about strikers. Once they put their heads in. Look, no, it, jokes aside, he is a very good striker. He's not on my list of three. Um, but I, look, if we signed Victor Ozzyman, I think it would be a step in the right direction. Pacey. Good, uh, good, really clinical striker. Uh, would add a little bit of verticality as well to Arsenal's game, I think, too. So, yeah, no, I think it's a fair, fair pick uh, on your list. But I can't wait to see how many games we miss on the next few that you pick as well. Uh, my number one choice uh, continues to be Patrick Schick, uh, Czech Republic striker. 
by a labor. Stop shaking your head, son. That is, <laughs> he is the second highest scorer in the Bundesliga behind Robert Lewandowski. 20 goals in 20 games, three assists on top of that as well. Scorer of a amazing strike against Scotland at the European Championships, of course, in the summer of 2021. I think he's someone that has played in Italy and in, now in Germany and has obviously come through the ranks there. He's got experience of playing in different leagues and now he's found his feet at Roma, or rather found his feet after leaving Roma with Bayer Leverkusen after that short spell with RB Leipzig and is doing really, really well there. Why are you shaking your head? What, what's wrong with Patrick Schick? Look, Schick as a second option... I wouldn't cut as a second He's got 20 option, goals. As a second season. option, I would take that. Now let's look at his time at Roma. Why didn't he succeed there? <laughs> then let's look at his time at RB Leipzig. How many goals did he score at RB Leipzig, TC? It doesn't come to mind, to be honest. How many goals he scored? <laughs> he does for me, he's I think he's a player who needs to go to a team that suits him and that is absolutely perfect for him and builds around him where he's been the main goal scorer. If he doesn't, then he... Do you not have that at Arsenal? Like, you, you, the striker that's coming in is going to be the focal point of the team. Striker is the focal point of every team, TC, but I don't think at Arsenal that is necessarily the case. We have Bakayi Saka, who sometimes will be the focal point. We have Gabriel Martinelli, where we have strong points in other areas, or sometimes they need to be the main focus. With Schick, I think he's a good option. I think as a backup option, he's good, but I wouldn't trust him to come in and set the Premier League alight. I think he struggled uh, at RB Leipzig, as you said, and he, of course he's did well now by Leverkusen, but there's no guarantee that he'll come to Arsenal and do well. It is a worry for me that he's gone to two clubs there's been two clubs and he's failed at two clubs where he's succeeded at two clubs. For me, it's going to be a 50-50 option and I'll take him as a backup option because his goal-scoring record this year is really good. At the same time, we know the Bundesliga strikers do tend to score a lot of goals there. I don't like to put this narrative on the Bundesliga because I think it's a really top league. I don't, I'm don't. i not one of those that say the Bundesliga tax or the Bundesliga are, so he's not going to do it in the Premier League but we have seen players such as Timo Werner who've done very Aubameyang. well. Aubameyang, of course, he done Human well. Son. Of course, I'm not putting a tax on it. I'm just saying it's also another point. Of course, it's Kai <laughs> Havertz hasn't scored a lot of goals for Chelsea, though. I must say that he hasn't scored this a lot. This season, he's come alive, mate. This he's season. hasn't scored a lot, but he's scored in important moments. But again, I'm not putting a Bundesliga tax on Schick. I'm just saying it is also another thing you can discuss. But at the same time, for me, he's failed at Roma and he's failed at Leipzig. That's a major red flag for me. That's the only reason why I wouldn't put him as the main striker. But an option, um, I don't disagree with it at all. Fair enough. Let's see the reaction in the chat box to our first two picks. Uh, Social says, 23 games for Ozymed, injury prone. <laughs> Labeling that out. But also then coming back at me, Schick is boring. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Van Toeka says, uh, mm, Schick might be a good option uh, from there. Uh, Steve points out that Spurs are also interested in Victor Ozymed, so might be able to get one over there if we go. Uh, Sanjay says, Victor is the guy for the job. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> I'm scrolling past a couple of funny comments. Um, and I'd take Son all day, says Peter, and I'm not sure that you'd find many people that wouldn't, to be honest. Oh, maybe Bailey would come up with an argument, but you never know. Um, moving on to your second choice, Bailey, who have you gone for? See, this was a tough one for me. I've got around four names that I was really, really struggling to pick, but I've had to narrow it down to two. And my first one will be Jonathan David as my second option from Lil. Again, Arsenal Lil connection. Oh, I think Jonathan David, I've been the amount of articles I've written about him, how I've been preaching for him. I think he would be an excellent striker and it's only for me, it's been further proved that it would be a great strike for Arsenal through Lacazette in the last few games. I think Lacazette and Jonathan David, they're very similar in terms of their size and their stature, but that hasn't stopped Arsenal from being an attacking force. Moreover, Jonathan David, he has more pace to his game. He can offer more in terms of his 
mobility so he can connect with the team well he's still young he's of course he scored in the champions league this season i believe he scored 13 goals in 29 league on games so far so i think he would also be i think he'd also be a great striker as well as a striking option and of course his agent nick i don't want to say his name nick his agent said that he is available in the summer and i think he's quoted to be around 46 million pounds so that is a fair price so we can get him in and get a sack and get a second strike in without any issue because he won't be too expensive and i think jonathan david is a realistic and a good option because we can build a jonathan david the only issue i have with him is how will he do in the premier league i don't think we've been able to see how we actually do he hasn't had the long either but i was going to say it was between him and gabriel jesus but i'm going to go with jonathan david Fair enough. I I mean, I've also gone with Jonathan David as, as my second pick. So, you know, we've agreed on something, wow. which is, you know, it's nice. It's all happy, clappy and fun. Um, you know, I think that Jonathan David fits what Mikel Arteta is looking for in a forward for so many reasons. His pressing is just unreal. Like you look, he's in like the 90th percentile when you look at his stats on FB ref for forwards that are pressing along with the likes of Gabriel Jesus, who does it really well at Manchester City. His link-up play is excellent. What are you smiling at? Is there some funny comments? He keeps, keeps commenting that I like players over 30. I think he's never <laughs> done <just, he's> <laughs> The press baby is losing over 30s for a change. Yeah, look, David is, as I say, a player that presses really well. His link-up plays really well. He's really versatile. He's played in kind of a, a left attacking midfield position at Ghent in the past. He's taken and leading that Canadian national side forwards with experience. And Mikel Arteta likes young players with experience of playing in multiple leagues and at international level as well. It's obvious that we're looking at him. Uh, Mikel Arteta's uh, technical director, Edu, of course, met his agent back in December as well. So there is that strong link. It is there. Jonathan David, for me, is is absolutely someone that we should be looking to target. <laughs> Number three, Bailey. Who are you going for? Okay, this one, this is very debatable. I don't know if you agree with the guys in the comments. <laughs> oh, surprise, agree with me, surprise. But I am going to go with Xao Felix from Atletico Madrid. And I want Xao Felix because he would be the perfect player for our system currently. Xao Felix would be perfect. He's got the all-round play. He's the perfect false nine. We've seen what Lacazette does with his hold-up play. Felix can do that times 10. And he's versatile as well, so he can link up and even interchange with players like Martinelli, who I believe Martinelli in the future will become more in the middle, more of a player can play in a number nine. So you could actually interchange with Martinelli and I think that will create a real a real nice balance there. And Xao Felix, he can also score a goal or two as well. He's not just sly on that. He can assist. I think he'll be the perfect player for Mikel Arteta's system, this current system here, if this maintains, then Felix needs to come in. And I'd absolutely be for that. I have just gone and checked Ralph Felix's injury history because that's my go-to uh, for, for all of them. How of many games do you think he's missed this season? I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. He's missed seven, uh, three separate bad. things. Uh, COVID was one. Uh, a muscle injury on November 18th was uh, he missed three games, and he in, he fractured his ankle in July. So it went over the course of the whole of the preseason. He only missed three games at the start of the campaign, but he missed 71 days because uh, of that one. Uh, in 2020-21, he had one, two, three, four, five separate things to knock him out of games for a muscle injury, an ankle injury, well, an ankle I must injury. Say, I must say, under, under Diego Simeone. He's asked to work hard in training hard, so I, f I feel like that is also not helped either. But so is he? So Mikel Arteta doesn't ask his players. Of to course, work hard. of course. But Diego Simeone, <laughs> it's different. I don't know why it's different with Diego Simeone, but yeah. under under Arteta, I think I don't think his injury record is too bad either. I don't think there's any uh, reoccurring injuries, so I think injuries will not be an issue with Xavi Felix. 
1920, he missed uh, 13 games. <laughs> ankle injury, leg injury, sprained ankle. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying the so, facts. You see, you go to every player. You go to 90 percent of players that have missed games due to niggling injuries and etc. Joao, Joao Felix, I think, is a player for a system that we don't play. Interesting. Um, I think he's a player that works in a two uh, rather than playing. I know what you're saying. and I know that he works in a two because he works off of the other striker really well. So if you put him in the Lacazette role, his link-up play comes in, and, you know, he plays off of that, off of the front two kind of wide forwards who would go ahead of him. I get that. I just think that he fits closer to the, the two up top kind of mould, which he already does with. I think he would suit into Milan really well in the Latara Martinez kind of role at the moment. I think that would work really well. Uh, or the Juventus system playing alongside, say, Dusan Vlaovic, for instance. I think he would work really well in those systems. But I'm not sure he would fit the Arsenal system at the moment. Why do you think he would be able to play the Lacazette role perfectly? Because I'm because of the interchange between Martinelli and Saka, and he doesn't, he's not, He's not asked to just hold up the ball and be that lone striker. Sometimes he can come deep. He's a, he's a false nine, basically. And I think mm. he can. He doesn't have to stay in one position. And for that reason, that's why he'll fit. And also, he does link up well with other players. So it would be a very fluid system with Arteta. And I think he would fit that well. We've seen Martinelli. Arteta has used Martinelli as a striker already this season. So he could use Shao uh, Felix absolutely no problem. And I really do think he would suit this current system. Uh, we've ju- uh, we've just chucked a poll into the chat box if you'd like to give it a vote. Our top two striker picks are what the poll subject is. So who are you picking between Ozymen and Patrick Schick? If you had to choose one of those two uh, that Arsenal could sign, you could pick Ozymen or Patrick Schick. Uh, you could choose either one of those two in the summer. Drop a vote on the poll. I'm only shouting that name because at the moment I'm losing. So, you know, come on, chat box. Let's back the Schick. Let's keep going. They want, um, they want those injuries. My third pick is a little bit left field. Um, not Maybe not massively left field. It's more left field, ironically, because he plays more on the left at the moment. Uh, and that's Cody Gakpo from PSV. Uh, I look at him as a player that can be converted into a central striker. He's played centre-forward for PSV a number of times. I love him for his height. I like him because of his pace. I love him because of his link-up play. He's got 16 goals and 15 assists this season. I think he possesses all the attributes to be converted, similar to how Thierry Henry, of course, was in the past, to that more central role. And I think that Cody Gakpo, available between 29 and £41 million, pounds, according to the Athletics report this morning, would be an absolute no-brainer if Arsenal could get him in. I also think when you look at, say, Arsenal looking to maybe bring in two forwards, if you're going to bring in a, a Sheik or an Aussie man or a, a David, someone you know, you play there, I think Gakpo would be a really good foil to either of those two and a really good option to obviously double as a, as a wide player and someone that could also come in as a central striker for us as well. So Gakpo was my last pick, Bailey. Yeah, no, I have no queries about Gakpo. I'd like to, I'd like him to come in as also if we do bring in a uh, more higher profile striker I don't think he'd come in and straight away start but again a second option would be quality and that's why I put Felix third as well I don't think I think we need another striker for our third option if we're going to bring in one of those two players now, we need to discuss some of the players that we didn't include, of course, on our list. And sure, uh, a lot of people in the chat box are bringing up names of players that we haven't picked. Um, and M-Z-O-L-L-O-X-O-L-O, I'm not sure how I'm going to pronounce that. Uh, Radu, let's go with Radu, that's easier. Um, says Darwin Nunez. Now, I'm surprised, actually, that you didn't yeah. pick Darwin Nunez, Bailey. And he wasn't on your list above, say, your Joao Felix, for instance. Why didn't you pick him? 
Yeah, he was. It was either it was between him and Shao Felix. I know they're completely different profile strikers, mm. but it was between him and and Shao Felix. I think I'd only choose Shao Felix because I'm just thinking of the false nine. Where I'm thinking of how Manchester City was also interested in Shao Felix previously and how he'd fit under Pep Guardiola's system. And I also believe he could fit into Arsenal system. But Darwin Nunes, I would have absolutely no queries or doubts if we did sign him. I'd be absolutely delighted with that signing because I believe he's the top scorer in Liga Nostra right now for. For Benfica, he's shown in the Champions League. He's a top goal scorer. He's also got height. He's got the aerial presence, and he's a little Cavani region. So, wow, how could you say no to that? I'd absolutely take uh, Darwin Nunes. Has also been hyped up by Luis Suarez, who said he'll be good enough for Barcelona. So he'll wow. be good for good enough for Arsenal. So I'd take Darwin Nunes. Yeah, no, I love the uh, the ambition of our of our colleague Umar, uh, who's going for Abraham, oh. but not Abraham. But Erling Haaland is who Mark wants to see us come in. I mean, look, I don't think any of us are going to sit here and say no, I think. But being realistic, I just can't see it happening. I think he's going to be end up at Manchester City. Why do you say shake your head so virulently at, at Abraham? Look, Abraham is doing excellent for Roma at the moment. And so why not sign him? He's doing excellent. You just said because, it. Because when I saw it, when I last, I'm still looking at Chelsea and I'm looking at his build-up play last season with Chelsea and it was terrible. It was honestly, his build-up play was terrible. There was games where he would constantly lose the ball. He could not link up with, with his other teammates. And I think that's a big reason why Thomas Tuchel didn't like him either. He's an excellent poacher and I think he suits well for the Serie A. But coming into the Premier League in Arteta's system, especially if we're playing this system, he would just not suit. I just can't see him suiting the role and I would not take Tammy Abraham. I think he needs to prove himself a bit more at Roma, maybe give him another year, let him mature, give him a couple of seasons, like Lukaku did, done, done well into Milan for a couple of seasons, then went to the Premier League, of course, saying Lukaku, look, now he's struggling in the Premier League after leaving the Serie A, but I'd give Tammy Abraham a little bit longer, I think he needs to improve his build-up play before we should consider signing him as our number one striker. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Um, sorry, so Miss is ringing me out of nowhere, she knows I finished at five, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> In the chat box, uh, there was another one pointing out Alexander Izak as well, Van Toeka. Uh, of course, he was the one that was linked after Vlahovic uh, in the uh, in the January window. Still, I think, only four goals, unless I've been ignorant and missed no, one. Yeah, um, still yeah, still just four goals in La Liga this season. Real Sociedad have trailed off a little bit. I did do an interview piece um, talking about Alexander Izak and speaking to a couple of experts in Spain. They feel that it's just a bit of a blip right now. But I, I can't help but think there's more to it than that, to be honest. And I have my reservations about Alexander Izak. I mean, where do you sit on him? I'm in, I'm in the same boat as UTC for, once again, rarely. But I think I was a big fan of Izak. And at the start of the season, I would have loved Izak. But this season is worrying. This was the campaign where I really thought he would take off Rio Sociedad and really score goals after goals after goals. But as you said, he hasn't been doing that. Only four goals in, I believe, 22 games mm. around that much. That is worrying signs. I watched him in the Europa League. I wasn't too impressed. Maybe that's because Real Sociedad are not playing to his strengths. But I think Izak needs a couple more seasons before we do consider him. Also, his price tag, I think that is also a big reason why we're not signing him. I think 90, 75 million. Oh, it's 90 scores, million euros. 90 million up, euros. Yeah. yeah, that is. I don't think it's worth it for his goal scoring record, unfortunately. No, I do agree. It would have been mad to go that high in the January window and pay that much. Uh, there's a few people shouting out uh, Paolo Dybala, of course, who is. Uh, struggling to agree on a new deal with uh, with Juventus, you I have a feeling that you'd take him. I, I wouldn't be against it. My only issue is is with his wages and his age at the moment. I think if he was a couple years younger, I'd bite your hand off to take him, especially on a free transfer. But he's twenty eight. I think now he's at the age where he needs to be scoring. Why is twenty eight a cut off? Like why is that? 
For if it was for a player who was a regular goal scorer who was banging in the goals, hasn't been, hasn't had in he. I know the ball has had injury issues for Juventus, and yes, I'm bringing it up. Bailey's bringing up the injury issues, yes, but he has had injury issues for Juventus, and I don't know. I think he needs to be a couple of years younger before we do splash out on a player's wages like that because you could repeat a Aubameyang situation here. You don't know what he's going to be like, especially coming to the Premier League at that age, and he's not the most, of course, we know, the physical, most physical player, so I think he would struggle, but again, I would not be against the ball if the wage, wage demands weren't so high, and I know Juventus are struggling to agree because of his wages, and that's a worry to me. But you would take a 34-year-old Lewandowski, right? I would take a 34 Lewandowski <laughs> because I know what he's going to deliver. With the ball, I do not know what he's going to deliver. Fair enough. No, that's fair enough. Yeah, look, I think we've got a very decent... If Let's have a look at the uh, the poll where I'm... Yeah, Patrick Schick's being destroyed, quite frankly. 37% of people in the chat <laughs> book saying, th- uh, saying Patrick Schick. 63% voted for Victor Ozimen, uh in total. So uh, if you agree with our picks, or even if you don't, please do drop a like on the video. And what you need to do most importantly is scroll down to the bottom of the video when this live show finishes and leave your comments and your thoughts. Who are your top three strikers that Arsenal should be looking to sign in the summer? We're going to be bringing you plenty more transfer-related content throughout the international break to keep the conversation around Arsenal. Bailey, thank you so much, mate. I appreciate you not choosing too many injured players during our list. It was great. Tried my best, easy. It was tough. It was tough, but I tried my best. <laughs> no, thank you, thank you, thank you, guys, in the comment section too. Good stuff. Uh, we will see you tomorrow morning, of course, for the next Arsenal Agenda show. Thank you for joining us. Do subscribe if you're new, and thank you so much for helping us reach ten thousand subs on our way now, on up to twenty thousand. Uh, we'll see you again tomorrow morning, and as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way. <laughs>